I'm Michelle and I'm back for season two of Get Mouthy from the Head and Neck Cancer Foundation. Talking about cancer is important, but it doesn't have to be dull or depressing. So join me as I chat with some of the most interesting people I know who are all linked to the fight against head and neck cancers, either personally or professionally. Today I'm with Dr. Ramkumar, who is a specialist in head and neck cancers and a medical director at the PT UK which is Proton Therapy UK and I know for listeners they'll they'll know that we're really keen in giving patients as much information as possible on their treatments that are available to them and and we're really keen for people to know what is out there so that they can sort of be part of the team of getting themselves well and better again so that they can make sort of informed decisions Um, so Dr. Ram, as he likes to be called, that's his nickname. It's so good to have you on. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Michelle. So we're going to just chat really about, and I know this is difficult because to me, this sounds like something out of Doctor Who, proton beam therapy, but um, I'm just going to ask you just to, I know that you specialise in a few sort of precision treatments, and one of them is this proton beam therapy. So can you just talk us through what that therapy actually is, what proton therapy actually is? Sure. So proton therapy is a treatment. It's a form of high energy radiation, which uses particle, heavy particle called protons. Mm-hmm. It is similar to standard radiotherapy. It treats cancer. Yeah. The only difference is that this is more targeted okay. to treat the cancer cells. So just to give a comparison between standard treatment, what we have now, which is called intensity modulated radiotherapy, which is available across the UK and the world. Yeah. We use x-rays to treat cancers, particularly yeah. in the region. But, this, but what happens is it, the x-rays are good in targeting or yeah. focusing on the cancer cells, but yeah. it also deposits some energy or x-rays in the surrounding normal tissue. Okay. So what happens is that the side effects, particularly mm. during radiotherapy or after radiotherapy, is particularly yeah with the standard IMRT radiotherapy. Right. The difference between the standard radiotherapy and the proton beam therapy is that because proton beam therapy is a more focused and targeted form of radiotherapy, it deposits almost all the energy in the cancer tissues. Okay. Very little energy or x-rays are deposited on the surrounding normal tissue. And this right. translates okay. to less damage to the normal yeah. tissues and thereby less side effects both during but more so on the long term. Yeah. I am sure patients who are having radiotherapy to head and neck cancer is it's a challenge for them, tough treatment because this is yeah. one of the areas where yeah. it affects the radiotherapy affects all the vital functions, particularly yeah. your speaking, swallowing, yeah. eating, breathing. So these are the vital functions. So all of yeah. the functions might be affected to some extent during radiotherapy and also on the long term. Yeah, because I know- Minimize, minimize yeah. the damage to the normal tissue, then we can reduce the side effects. And this is where proton beam therapy has a definite edge over standard. Yeah, so it's much more, it's much more uh, targeted and less damaging. And as we know with head and neck cancers, I know with lots of our patients, it's that it is the thing effect on like on your salivary glands and um, all of the sort of other surrounding areas around that. So this proton therapy is much more targeted and less damaging um, than a sort of a normal radiotherapy. And so that's obviously a benefit of it. But who's proton therapy suitable for? Is it suitable for everybody? So proton beam therapy, although it's recent in UK, it's been there for more than 50 years. Right. 
The, initially, because of the high cost of establishing a proton beam center, it was mainly centralized to specialist centers like research centers in North America and Europe. Yeah. And centers like um, MD Anderson or Mayo Clinic or Stanford or MGH has been using them for 40 years or so. Wow. And they've been treating all, all forms of cancers. But I agree that it will not be much clinical trial evidence. The evidence for use of proton beam therapy is based on the studies published by these premier cancer institutes. Okay. And, but the studies have definitely shown the significant benefit, particularly in reduction side effects, late toxicity from proton beam therapy. And hence, this is applicable for almost all cancers. Wow. Okay. More benefit would be particularly where you have a cancer, which is very close to a critical structure. For example, as you mentioned, cerebral gland or near eye or the nerve that supply the eye or yeah. like brain or spinal cord, where we need to protect these tissues. Um, that's where proton beam therapy has a much better um, effect because of yes. its highly targeted nature. So is, is proton therapy, well, so I've got a couple of questions here around this. So if I was diagnosed with, let's say, uh, um, uh, with a head and neck cancer, is proton therapy, would my, my uh, surgeon, would my surgeon recommend this to me? Is it available on the NHS? And if it isn't, why isn't it? Okay, that's a very good question. Proton beam therapy is available in the NHS. But mm. as I mentioned earlier, they only started from 2017. It was initially one centre. Now okay. we have two NHS centres. But the NHS proton beam therapy centres are limited in capacity and also okay. restricted by what the NHS national proton panel indications are. Yeah. So the current indications only represent about 1% of all cancers, all cancers. Mm. The focus is more on children and young adults. So I'll okay. give an example. So somebody with a salivary gland tumor who is below 25 years of age yeah. has a very high chance of getting proton therapy in the NHS. Right. And anyone who is 25 and above do not, are not eligible for having proton therapy. Wow. Which is a bit strange. Because yeah. cancer doesn't change from 24 no. years of age to 26 years of age. No. It's the same cancer. So, then, so then do people have to go privately and have this done? Can they go privately and have it done? So at the moment, there, there is the limited um, in, indications. And head and neck cancer is not, for adult cancers, is not an indication for proton beam therapy in the NHS. So the right. only option for patients who would like to have proton beam therapy would be in the private sector. To go private, yeah. Wow. So that's so. So may might it happen that people don't even know that you know if I so I'm well and truly over twenty five. So if it happened to me and I went, I might not even hear about proton beam therapy. Is that right? May may I not even be told about it? That's a high possibility that you may not be even offered a discussion on proton beam therapy. Wow. Generally, patients are only most patients, as you know, they do some research. Yes. They look at yeah. it and come back, and only when patients then highlight or ask for proton beam therapy, then we have to say, say yes, it's not available in the NHS. Sometimes yeah. we do, and the request send them, refer them to the NHS panel, and as I mentioned earlier, they turn down most of yeah. them. Yeah. There, there is a current trial called Torpedo trial, which has been run by Christie Hospital. Again, this is not this is looking at standard therapy comparing with proton beam therapy for yeah. This is not looking at any tumor control or survival. It's really looking at yeah. toxicity reduction. 
Okay. There are similar trials in MD Anderson and Netherlands. So hopefully these trials will come out in the next year or two. Yeah. Positive results, and that will increase the demand for throat cancers, particularly oropharyngeal. These are the yeah. aploma viral associated cancers. The peculiarity with this type of cancer is that they are they affect the young population. Yeah. And the incidence is increasing. So I would say probably 20, 25% of all head and neck cancers are now HPV, human papillomavirus. Yeah related oropharyngeal cancers. And these are yeah. young patients who have many years ahead of them. And it's important that we reduce the side effects and thereby improve the quality of life for these patients. And the only yeah. way to do that would be one of the ways doing using proton beam therapy. Yeah. So if you had a piece of advice to give to a cancer patient, what would it be? I mean, I'm, I'm aware that it's, it's almost difficult, isn't it? Because if you tell people about, about this therapy, but knowing in you telling them you know that they're very unlikely to be able to have this this treatment do, i mean do you tell people what's it, what piece of advice would you give to any cancer patient what would it be what would you say to them so i, I understand the question is about proton beam therapy yeah option for the patient yeah, yeah. so normally i i give i give a very unbiased um, opinion when yeah. patients ask about treatment options. So I normally start with standard radiotherapy, tell them this is what we have here. Yeah. And when they ask about other treatments, I definitely tell about portable therapy and also tell them what are the current indications. Mm. And, and most patients will, will understand by then what the indications are or will accept the indications, but some of them will request for referral to NHS portal panel. Yeah. So my advice would patients, particularly in some areas where have, you know, very large cancers or cancer that is close to critical structures, and in young patients, I would advise them to seek opinion, even if first opinion, they get a second opinion, mm. because this is their body and they have all right to know what options are available, whether yes. it's the NHS or the private sector, so it's important for either it's uh, the surgeon or an oncologist, yeah. all options available, I also explain to them the differences between these various forms of radiotherapy. Yeah. That's, it's really important for people to know what's out there. And I always sort of have this thing that where quite often people will phone me, patients will phone me who've just been diagnosed. And I always sort of say, you know, you, you almost have to happen to your cancer rather than your cancer happen to you. And, you know, to find out what options there are out there um, and sort of, you know, be part of the team of your, your, your medical sort of your journey that you're going to have to go through. Um, so you're obviously, what you've said, I mean, it's very persuasive and, well, and very obvious that this sort of therapy is massively helpful for people with head and neck cancers. So if you were sort of, if I gave you a scenario, if you were sat in, in uh, having coffee with the prime minister <laughs> and uh, you had five minutes <clears throat> to convince him to invest in certain areas of oncology, what would you say and what, what needs to be done? What do you think needs to be done? I think if I was the prime minister, I'd have five minutes. Yeah. As I said, a quick example. So 50% of cancers are cured with surgery. Yeah. 45% of cancers are cured with radiotherapy. And less than 5% of cancers are solid tumors are cured by chemotherapy. Yeah. But NHS England invests quite a lot of funding for cancer drugs. Yeah. Applications on chemotherapy. Rightly so. But radiotherapy cures 45% mm. of cancers. The investment in radiotherapy in the NHS has always been a bit low. So I think it's important 
that NHS invests in new technologies in radiotherapy because we are a country of uh, aging population. Yeah. We need to, and if, if young patients are affected with cancers, it's important to give them good quality of life and get them back. Yes. Yeah. And working. So yeah. it's important we provide them with treatment that would help them. Yeah. In maintaining the quality or improving the quality of life after cancer treatment. So I would, yeah. I would advise the prime minister to invest in new technologies into therapy alongside chemotherapy and other treatments. Yeah. It's vital that they invest more on therapy. Yeah. And I suppose as well, it's because, as you say, we're living longer and it's about the quality of life you have afterwards, which is massively what we're Head and Neck Cancer Foundation are about, which is about sort of minimising the impact of these surgeries and just getting people back to their life as soon as they possibly can for as long as they possibly can. And uh, I suppose the, the cost of the NHS then is dramatically improved, isn't it? Because if patients can get to a better standard of health post any treatment that they have, it means less pressure, um, you know, on the NHS looking after people long term. Um, so this is absolutely fascinating. Um, and I thank you so much, uh, Dr. Ram, for sharing this with us. But can I ask you, where can people learn about where learn more from this about this? Um, is there anywhere that they can go to to sort of look up um, to find out how this treatment might be suitable for them or helpful for them? Yeah, sure. So I'll just address your first thing. You mentioned something about uh, the quality of life. Yes. It's important to invest the NHS to invest in the health economics. Mm. Look at, as you rightly said, it's not just treating the patient now, it's about looking after them or maintaining the side effects on the yeah. So it's important to invest in technologies that can help yeah. in reducing toxicity and maintaining the quality of life. So health economics and quality of life indicators are vital when NHS yeah. um, England is looking at uh, or, or thinking about uh, future cancer care. Yeah. The next question you mentioned about where do you access information about proton beam therapy? Yeah. So the Proton Therapy UK website is a good source, which has information about proton therapy, the indication <laughs> that are the sites. And there is an e-proton learning in Royal College of Radiologists. If people can go into Royal College of Radiologists, I was a part of the National E-Proton Working Group, which is looking at creating um, electronic resources for public, for patients, for carers. And there is uh, quite detailed information about all the indications, how proton wave therapy differs, how it works, and, and what are the likely side effects. There are also other sites. If you just Google proton therapy, there are many centers, for example, MD Anderson, MGH, uh, Stanford. So they have published their data, so which will be more specific for the particular type of cancer. Yeah. Because yeah. head and neck cancer is not one homogeneous group of Patients no, exactly. Yeah. You've got salivary glands, you've got mouth cancers, yeah. cancers jaw cancer, yeah. Or nose, nose cancer. So there's yeah. so many types, subtypes of yeah. cancer. So, and the indication varies for each of them. I yeah. think benefit would be more so where you have structures which are close to critical structures and particularly salivary gland tumors, yeah. tumors in the back of the nose, yeah. tumors in the throat, where the sole leg structures may be affected and so forth. So I think there is quite a lot of information on proton therapy on the website. Mm. Uh, but if patient wants a quick information, I think Proton Therapy UK website has uh, information to, for uh, most of the cancer subsites. I have my own website. Fantastic. Ramoncology.com, which also has some information about proton therapy and the indications. 
Well, thank you so much for speaking to us. It's been really, really interesting talking to you. Um, and thank you for all of the amazing work that you, you're doing with patients. Um, uh, we really, really support the work that you do. And uh, it'll be lovely to speak to you again uh, in the future and find out, you know, how we've got on, how whether things have improved um, in providing this technology. So thank you very much, Dr. Ram, for speaking to us. Thank you, Michelle. I hope you enjoyed that. Please share this to help raise awareness. And if you'd like any further information about head and neck cancers, do visit our website, hncf.org.uk. Thank you.